Welcome to the Learning Paths podcast from Harvard Medical School's HMX online learning team, featuring conversations with healthcare students, teachers, and professionals on their educational experiences and career journeys. I'm your host, Ben Rubenstein. As a medical oncologist, Dr. Suraj Samtani knows his patients trust him to provide the most effective treatment possible. To do that, he must continue learning about the many recent advances in the field of oncology. In this episode of Learning Paths, Suraj discusses his approach to professional development and his contributions to research and educational projects that he hopes will improve outcomes for cancer patients across Latin America. Well, Suraj, thank you so much for joining me here today. Thanks, Ben. Um, It's really an honor. I thought we could start just by hearing a little bit about your interest in medicine and you know where it began, how you began to to study it, and why you decided to focus on oncology. So I actually studied in, in medical school in, in a Facultad de Medicina Clinica Alemana Universidad de Desarrollo here in Santiago, Chile. And my dad was also a doctor, so I was always connected to, to medicine since I was small. And as soon as I finished uh, general medicine, I did internal medicine. Uh, I always liked internal medicine since I started medical school. And once I finished internal medicine, my father got diagnosed with cancer. And once I saw the connection the physician develops with his patient throughout all this process, I realized I wanted to become an oncologist. To be able to guide the patients during their diagnosis and treatment and try to improve their quality of life really motivates me to continue to become a better professional each and every day. I completed medical oncology also here in Santiago in Chile, and I've always liked to try to continue medical education. And, and I have a master's in epidemiology and clinical research, and also specialize in molecular oncology and immune oncology, which is my basis of work on, on my daily clinical practice nowadays. And in that sense, I always believe that continuous medical education helps you to stay up to date and to become successful in any field which at the end will help us to become better professional for our patients, which is the most important task in in our practice. And I've had the honor to participate in different educational and observership programs at Sloan Catering, Princess Margaret, and and Hospital Clinic in Barcelona. I currently work at Bradford Hill Institute in Santiago, Chile, Hospital Virus Luco, and an intensive care unit. And I'm a director of a foundation called Fundación Chilena de de Inmuno-Oncología. You mentioned this commitment to continuous education, which is, you know, part of any medical professional's career. In some sense, there's always some requirement that you need to stay up to date. But I wonder what kinds of challenges you've faced um, in terms of learning new things, progressing in your understanding, particularly in oncology, you know, whether those challenges are about just finding time or really just figuring out what you need to focus on. Have there been particular challenges you faced in those areas? So actually that point is a very important point nowadays in our clinical practice and during our whole process of becoming doctors and and treating our patients. The landscape of treatment in oncology has drastically changed in the past few years with novel therapies such as immunotherapy, targeted therapy, Every year in all the big conferences, you have new biomarkers, novel treatments, which can provide a better prognosis for our oncological patients. So 
being up to date in a country where oncologists is a limited resource is probably the most difficult task of all. And the lack of advancement opportunity makes it a huge challenge in current medical positions. In that sense, for as an example, when we start our specialty in medical oncology, the treatments we were using as first-line treatments for many tumors are not the first-line treatments we finish using once we finish our residency program. So that's a huge change in, in two years, and we're living it during the last 10 years, and we're going to continue living it in the future years, I'm sure about it. And another major issue is the work overload. Due to the high incidence of oncological patients and the lack of staff, which brings out a huge problem in the medical world, which is frequent burnout in our profession, especially in medical oncology. Especially here in Chile, 80% of the population is attended in the public system, and there are few oncologists to cope up with the amount of patients that we have. So, so burnout is really a, a, a big problem and a frequent problem we see in our specialty. And so what, um, you know, what approaches have you taken to, to kind of combat some of that and, you know, further your education and maybe, you know, find new opportunities for yourself and for others in Chile and across Latin America? Sure, Ben. And at that point, I think tackling global health challenges demands the appropriate use of available technologies. Uh, technological and social cultural disparities between different regions or provinces within the same country are very prevalent in Latin America. In this case, digital health could significantly improve the healthcare access, use, quality, and outcomes. But realizing that this possibility requires, of course, personal trains in digital health. And in this particular case, I really believe the HMX courses of Harvard University are an essential tool to every healthcare provider in oncology. And in this case, for example, HMX courses on immune oncology and precision oncology provide the perfect connection between the molecular basis of cancer and its clinical relevance in our daily practice. So these courses really provide you the basic concepts of cancer and novel treatments, but they also provide you the relevance of how we could apply these concepts on our daily practice with clinical cases. So HMX courses, in this sense, could help us to, to continue in this medical education, to stay up to date, and of course, become successful in, in this field. It helps you to understand not, on, not only the novel treatments that, how I told you before, are changing each and every year, and, and new treatments are appearing in all tumors, basically, uh, but it also helps you to develop research in a better way. Once you understand the basics, you know which questions are still unanswered and how to help to develop research to answer those unanswered questions. So one uh, unique aspect of the HMX courses is the fact that they're fully online, uh, accessible to learners around the world who can access the courses on their own time, at their own pace. And so I wonder how important of a factor you think that is both for yourself and and for your colleagues who may be um, significantly constrained by by time and, and burnout, as you mentioned. Sure, Ben. I think that is the most important factor. And we have a lot of clinical assistants and a lot of patients in countries in, in which the, the lack of oncologists is a huge problem. To be able to, to do these courses online at your own time makes it a very important factor to consider taking the HMX courses. And the courses are very well structured. 
it has evaluations each and every after class, which helps the student to examine the, the concepts taught were fully understood. And it has interactive figures, which are remarkable also. I think one important factor that makes the AHMX courses very good course for, for everyone around the world is that the duration of each class provides sufficient time to deliver the key concepts without losing the attention of the students. So in addition to your own professional education uh, that you've done through the HMX courses and elsewhere, you're also very involved yourself in, in helping to educate uh, your colleagues and the next generation of oncologists through universities, um, through professional organizations. Um, and so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about why you're involved in that and sort of what um, value you've, you've found from those experiences. Sure, Ben. So since I started medical school, I've participated in different professors' course assistance programs, which has helped me to learn how to develop myself in different aspects of clinical practice and research. When I was in oncology also, I was fortunate enough to have been guided by my mentor, Maurice Oguroto, which has guided me in this path in order to be able to achieve my goals and stimulate personal and professional growth. I think mentoring is a huge positive factor in in one's uh, growth as a professional in different different specialties and, and mentoring is something that is very well structured in the US but I think uh, it still has its limitations in Latin America and I hope that soon it becomes as well structured as it is in other countries but now definitely it's our turn to be able to contribute in every way that we can and I truly believe that the role of collaborative partnerships can play in sharing resources, experiences, and lessons learned between countries to optimize training and research opportunities in Latin America. Usually, data in Latin, of Latin American patients is underreported, and I'm really motivated to continue doing research, especially in Latin America, to specifically answer some of these questions. Why don't all patients respond to immunotherapy? How to improve outcomes in these patients? And how can we optimize the treatment of adverse effects of immunotherapy? In this last point, we have published uh, with collaborative groups interesting data of role of biomarkers, their response to immunotherapy, the incidence of immune-related adverse effects in our Latin American population, which are not reported in, with such frequency on clinical trials. So, I think that by contributing with, with our local data, with our experience, will help to develop research in a better way. And of course, to answer this question on how to optimize the treatments in different populations that to, so we can have better outcomes for our patients. So it, it sounds like you, you feel like the, the future is bright. There's a lot of, um, of opportunity and in in progress being made in terms of improving the knowledge of of oncologists uh, across Latin America. What do you see um, in the future, uh, both both in general and you know, for yourself and your career? I really hope to continue growing in every aspect of this beautiful specialty I had the opportunity to choose. We oncologists have a deep desire to change the course of the disease for patients with cancer, cure when it's possible, and when a cure is not possible, to extend and improve the quality of life remaining and to provide, you know, effective palliation of symptoms. And our research has to contribute to optimize all of this aspect, not only to, to, to optimize the, the overall survival, but for our patients to live more, but to live better also. 
I feel lucky enough that my patients give me their trust to be able to treat them, and I always hope not to let them down. So I always feel that kind of pressure to stay up to date and always try to gain more training and good communication skills, which is essential for patient management and, and team working. My recent project is the creation of a medical foundation called the Fundación Chilena of Immunoncología, and our main objective is to provide a prompt and accurate diagnosis and facilitate the access of personalized treatments for cancer patients. Most of our patients in Chile are, are attending at the public system in which the resources for our patients are limited. So we are trying to work so that every day more cancer patients can have access to immunotherapy. You talk about feeling feeling lucky uh, that your patients trust you. I mean, given all that you've talked about here today, I think you know your patients probably feel pretty lucky to have a doctor like yourself who you know really is committed to not only providing uh, great care to them, but thinking big picture about how um, to improve the system and pr- improve outcomes for all patients. So yeah, sure. I think that's that's really admirable. And I wonder, you know, not to put you on the spot too much, um, but, you know, for those who might be out there listening, thinking about going into oncology, um, you, you know, maybe currently studying medicine, um, in Latin America or elsewhere, I mean, would you have any advice as far as what to focus on, what to be thinking about, how to approach a career in this field? I think medical oncology is a specialty in which uh, many could be under-motivated to take in at the beginning because, because of lack of information of how oncology has evolved in the past few years. My honest suggestion, it would be like to to please have an approach to a clinical medical oncologist, whichever he is, just to come to know how oncology has evolved in the past few years. It's a beautiful specialty. The patient and their family trusts you completely with this, with this disease, which we know it's a very, very complicated disease, but you have the opportunity to treat your patient, to be there with your patient, no matter if you win or you lose in the terms of response of cancer, but if you are there with your patient during all times, um, when the cancer reduces, when the cancer progresses, if they have pain, if they don't, if they don't have pain, it's really an honor to, to, be, to be there with them. And, and I really thank them to, to, for trusting me during all this process, and I hope to continue doing it each and every day. Well, I think that's great advice, and and I think that future oncologists uh, will certainly be inspired by that, and hopefully take a lot of le- those lessons to heart, and um, y- you know pursue their careers in the way that that you have. So, thank you so much for for sharing that with us today, and I hope to speak to you again in the future and and learn more about uh, all the progress um, you've made in Latin America and around the world, hopefully. Hopefully. Thank you so much, Ben, for this opportunity. And and hopefully we could motivate many more students to continue to this beautiful path. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Learning Paths, produced by the HMX Online Learning Team at Harvard Medical School. To hear more episodes, visit us at onlinelearning.hms.harvard.edu or subscribe in your favorite podcast app.